Christians uh, should be the most confident and just self-assured people in the world because we serve a risen Savior. As the song says, he's in the world today. And uh, I just uh, wanted to uh, just kind of run across some things with you about what kind of Christian are you? I uh, got to thinking about it. It seems like so many Christians are just just kind of iffy. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. They just don't seem to have any confidence. And the thing that's missing, it seems more than anything else, is what I guess you could just call and what Jesus called faith. There are casual Christians, those that uh, occasionally, whenever it suits their fancy, they're Christians. There are comfortable Christians, those that uh, uh, just uh, go along with Christian stuff as long as it makes them feel good and as long as it doesn't make them uncomfortable. But whenever something comes up that's a little uncomfortable, then they're just going to kind of back away. And then there are committed Christians. But even among committed Christians, I'm afraid that sometimes they're committed maybe to a cause or maybe to just what they have been brought up in. But they're not fully aware of the wonderful Savior that has called them to follow him. And because they haven't gotten to that place, there's no confidence in their Christian life. Uh, Jesus took a little child one time and set that little child in front of him. It says he gave him a hug and then he set him down and he said to all the grown-ups around, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now that little child just came before Jesus. Jesus called him, he came, and he took the hug, and he was just uh, so confident in Jesus. And as I was thinking about confident Christians, about we need to see people have confidence in their faith. And uh, just to ask you today, are you a confident Christian? Are you one that lives out of the true faith that we're supposed to be having in Jesus Christ? You know, we, uh, uh, well, as I was thinking about being like a little child, I remember that's what I had to do. I had questioned, I had doubted, I had done all sorts of things. And then Jesus brought this scripture to mind. Unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And what he was talking about, as I've shared with y'all before, is it dawned on me as I looked at my own children. My own children just trusted me. They ran with what I told them. And, uh, and that's the way it's supposed to be with us and the Lord. We're supposed to just trust him. I've been so blessed to have a couple of grandsons live with us. And watching Isaiah develop. The little four-year-old, just turned four, has been just an amazing thing and has reminded me of this all over again. Just the confidence that Isaiah has in me is heartbreaking and convicting. He trusts me 
just explicitly. And uh, my goodness, it's just almost uh, unbearable uh, to have somebody just believe in you and trust in you like Isaiah believes in me. When he was just a little guy, not even two years old, he'd just stand up on the edge of the bed and grin and jump, knowing I was going to catch him. Now, I know that it says in Scripture, you know, the devil tried to get Jesus to do that off of a pinnacle, you remember. So I'm not saying do this and expect the Lord to catch you. You know, Jesus has set that straight. But that just shows the faith that Isaiah had in me. He knew if I if he jumped, I would catch him. And so, uh, and, and I'll give you another example. Somehow I ran across a dead bumblebee and I showed it to Isaiah and we studied it and he wanted to keep it. And so I got a little jar to put it in and we put the, it's still around the house somewhere. He would not let us get rid of this bumblebee. But we were looking at it one day and he said, can it fly? And I said, no, Isaiah, it can't. He's, this, this bumblebee's dead. And he looked at me, he said, fix it. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah, I can't fix the bumblebee. He said, yes, you can fix it. You can fix anything, Peepaw. You're a good fixer. <laughs> Wow. I've never had anybody ask me to raise anything from the dead before. But uh, my goodness, the faith that he put in me that I could fix even a dead animal. Oh, my goodness. And yet we know one who is going to fix our dead bodies one of these days. He's going to raise us from the dead. We know one. And we serve one that uh, we should have confidence in. And if we believe that Christ Jesus has been raised from the dead, then we have confidence in everything else that's come down uh, from that. We should have we have confidence in his work on the cross because Jesus was raised from the dead and God gave his seal of approval to everything that he said. And to the work that was done there, because he was raised from the dead, you know that his death on the cross was payment for your sins. And you have now been given a new lease in life. Old things are passed away when it comes to the sin in your life. If you have received the payment that Jesus made, because it has been verified, it has been validated. You can have confidence in his words. In those words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We can have confidence in those words. We can have confidence in that promise. Because I live, you shall live also. We can have confidence in that promise in my Father's house or many rooms. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I can remember reading an account of a man that had been diagnosed with a terminal disease. And uh, he was talking to his friend. And his friend said, well, I know this must be devastating. He said, well, you know, when the doctor first told me, 
I must confess, it just about killed me. And so I just went out to the countryside just to take one last look at the beauty of God's creation. As I sat there on the side of a mountain, looking out over the ocean, all of a sudden, I got a peace. I looked out there and I said, Ocean, one of these days, you will be dry, but I will still be. One of these days, mountains, you're going to crumble into dust and blow away. And I will still be. One of these days, sky, you're going to disappear. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And whenever that happens, I will still be. And he said, now I have confidence that everything's going to be okay. We can have confidence that the eternal life that Jesus has promised us you don't see it much in football games uh, that are televised anymore, but used to, you'd always see John 3.16 being held up somewhere in the background. Let's say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Life that goes on forever. I remember whenever this really hit me, we were singing the song one time, uh, Amazing Grace. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright, shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. You know, whenever we see somebody live to 100, we're pretty impressed, aren't we? 10,000 years is a long time. Some of us are getting on up in years. With me, you know, 70 years in some ways has been pretty short, but it's also been pretty long. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, uh, whenever we've been there 10,000 years, we've got more time left than what's already passed. That is a long time, and that doesn't even get started on eternity. My goodness. So we should have confidence in, the, in, in God's word, because Jesus has given his seal of approval to that. Uh, his promises, we should have confidence in his love. Jesus has our back. He, that's something that uh, uh, whenever we're Christ-like to other people, we need to show them in some shape, form, or fashion in tangible ways that we are for them that we have their back. Oh, we should have confidence in his power. And I can remember there have been times in my life whenever I have wound up not really doubting his power, but whether it was really available. Because I think every one of us that believes in God in any shape, form, or fashion believes he can or could do anything. I mean, he created all this out of nothingness. He can, he can do anything. There was a, uh, a father whose son was ill. And Jesus, actually, he was possessed by demons. And the demon would throw him in a fire and hurt him. 
And so the, so the father says, Jesus, if you can do anything, and Jesus latched on to that word can, and he said, if you can, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Sometimes you can believe that he is, you can believe that he can, but you don't know if he will. And I have been there to where I've just gotten so busy with things and things have gotten just so balled up and I've gotten in such a fix because I got my eyes off of him and on his work even. You can get to these places to where you forget that he's willing. And uh, there's another place where a leper comes up to Jesus and says, if you're willing, you could make me whole. And he says, I am willing, be made whole. Well, we should, because of all these different things, be able to have confidence in God in the present. We should have confidence in him for the future. You know, even as we look at how the world is going, we can get so distraught. But then we look at God's word and we see the Bible just playing out. It is all coming true, people. He's going to be coming soon. And uh, uh, we should be those that, as Jesus said, whenever we see all these things happening, we should be instead of just saying, oh, no, it's so bad. He says, look up. For your redemption draws nigh. We should get excited when we see these horrible things happening because it means the Lord is near and he is coming soon. And the church in confidence says at the end of, uh, of, the God, of, of Revelation says, uh, even so, Lord Jesus come. We can say that with confidence because our sins have been forgiven, because we have been given life eternal and we have been given presents. We've been given gifts. We've been given uh, just a, a life to be lived in him to the very last moment. We should have the confidence just as, uh, as, as Paul did he was expecting the Lord to come any moment back then. He says, don't you know, brothers and sisters, we're not all uh, going to die, but we're all going to be changed. In the twinkling of an eye, said the dead in the Lord will return and the dead in Christ will rise first and then we shall jo join them and meet him in the air. We have something to look forward to. The worse things look in the world, the more anticipating we should be of his imminent return. Now, in the meantime, we live in confidence and we live in a place where we can be encouraging others and we live in a place where we should be inviting others to have the same confidence that we do. So let me ask you, where are you and what kind of Christian are you? Are you a casual Christian? Are you a comfortable Christian? Are you a committed Christian? Or are you 
a confident Christian. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you so much that we can have confidence in you, that we can trust that everything is going to be okay, that somehow everything's going to work out, no matter how things are going in our lives, no matter how things are going in the world, because you are still on your throne and we are yours. Lord, therefore, if there are any here this morning that uh, maybe they haven't made it to that place of confidence, maybe they are Maybe they've been committed and have served you and served the church for years, but they haven't just put themselves in your hands and, 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 and said, Lord, I am yours. I'm not just your churches. I'm not just dedicated to your cause. I am yours. I pray that you would give them the confidence to make that joyful leap of faith right into your arms today. Help us to trust you just as little children trust their parents and those that they know love them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.